Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris. I'm so glad you've joined me today for another episode, diving into the details of all that's going on for our brands at 4x400, trying to bring to you the lessons that I am learning in real time as the guy tasked with leading our organization. Uh, today on the show, I'm gonna be talking to you about one of the very specific things I'm doing, I think that I've never talked about before on here. Um, one of the very specific things that I'm doing to uh, create some anti-fragility to follow up on last episode, last week's episode with Taylor. In Bamboo Earth in particular, I'm talking about search engine marketing, SEM. Uh, again, I don't think I've really talked much about this ever before, but I realize there's some stuff I'm doing there that is important, I think, to get right in an e-com business. So I'm gonna tell you what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and why it matters right now. Is there anything in marketing less sexy than search engine marketing? Uh, like Google search ads and shopping ads that like, it, they have just been around for forever. They're super straightforward in a lot of ways. And, um, and you know, people are great at them or they're bad at them. And there tends to not be a lot of in between. I think I probably actually would consider myself somewhere in between. I know enough to know I'm not great. But most people I find either sort of hand this over completely to somebody else um, or they or they ignore it, um, or they're masters and they're really good search marketers. And the reason I say it's not sexy at all is because it's really hard to do something in search marketing that's like impressive and interesting that you want to tweet about. Like like nobody's tweeting out their search their SEM ads. Nobody's tweeting out um, their their search ads for whatever category, whatever product they're in. It's just not that interesting most of the time. Um, so just a quick overview, uh, SEM, search engine marketing. What I'm really referring to here is primarily on Google, though Bing is the same thing. It's just a much smaller volume of traffic. Um, search ads, right? So people searching for your products and you are getting in front of them. Of course, SEM matters a lot if you're on Amazon because Amazon is a giant search engine. So, um, so SEM goes broader than Google uh, as well. And there's some similar, there's some, over, there's some uh, overlap in the tactics here, but um, but I, I think it's just sort of neglected, but, but, uh, and, and I will say I, I, that includes by me, I have done, despite spending a lot of time on paid traffic in my life and, and my uh, businesses, I just haven't spent that much time. Like I haven't really done the kind of work in SEM that I should have. And it's fascinating because there is real money to be made in a real sort of tranche of traffic to be had via search marketing. Um, the problem is SEM is old at this point. I mean, it's at least 20 years old, I think. And so there's just, there's, the tactics are just kind of well-worn and it's super, super simple. The, the idea is just people search and you want to be the thing they find. And while it would be much better to rank organically for everything and get those clicks for free, that's a very, very hard, very long game, particularly in e-commerce for product searches. And so, so you know, the way you play the game of getting searched, people, the, the, the whole bucket of traffic of people searching, getting them to your website is being, is, is through SEM. So the two main buckets for that, of course, are SEM and shopping. Uh, so product listing ads or shopping ads, uh, search ads. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. If you need to go look it up, go look it up. But those are the two main things that I'm, that I'm thinking of. Uh, uh, I do want to make one distinction right away, which is that a lot of times when I see people who are bad at search marketing, 
the reason that they are bad at it is because they have incredibly high ROI numbers, ROAS numbers on their campaigns. And that is because they are viewing their, um, they are viewing their, their ROAS through the lens of, uh, of their branded search. So people searching for your brand terms and you placing an ad uh, for that. So I'm going to be talking about Bamboo Earth in a minute here. So people who search the term Bamboo Earth, when I play, you know, we, we have literally no online competition for our brand search terms. We, zero. We don't, we don't sell to any online retailers. And so nobody else is bidding against us for our terms. So we do, I spend probably 10 bucks a day on Bamboo Search Ads. And my, my ROAS is like, you know, 50 to one or something like that. It might be higher than that. It'd be a hundred to one. It's, it's basically just, I pay this tiny little Google tax to make sure I'm the first thing that pops up on a page to make sure no customer is distracted because it's so cheap that I may as well just bid on my own brand terms and make sure that even though I rank number one for the term Bamboo Earth organically, I might as well go ahead and just do what I need to do to, to get there. I, there's some studies that show, there's a Freakonomics episode recently that say, you know, it's totally worthless and maybe it is, I don't know, but I'm willing to pay the couple, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month or whatever it is. Um, to avoid the risk. So um, so branded search is happening. And what a lot of people do, and the easiest way for an agency to take advantage of somebody that they uh, that doesn't know what they're talking about, and agencies do this, uh, is to hand somebody a report of how great their SEM is going, which is really just a bunch of branded search terms. Because of course, branded search terms are incredibly high intent. They're incredibly high converting. It's, it's about... It's about the lowest funnel search uh, the traffic you can get. It's it's on par in its um, in purchase behavior off of branded search terms. It's on par with abandoned checkout ads, pretty much, or abandoned checkout emails and stuff like that. Like people just will buy as soon as they click. And the kind of person who searches your brand term and then clicks on an ad and goes and buys what they want is the kind of person who came with incredibly, incredibly, incredibly high intent. So, you know, there you go. So what's what bad agencies will do is they will they will say to you, and it's an easy way to figure out if somebody knows what they're talking about or not. They will say to you, here's how good you're doing, hand you a report, and it's all branded search traffic, and that's what's converting. And and it's like, look, you got 25 to one. And uh, I've sat in rooms with with people running digital marketing at large, large companies who are bragging about their their the ROI on their on their search ads. And it's because they're just, they don't understand what branded search is. And so they're overinflating that. That's there's two old tricks for like how to, how to um, take advantage of people who don't know anything in digital marketing. Number one is the branded search trick that I just told you. That's what the report is, is just all of the, the high, just only bidding on the highest quality and cheapest traffic. And then number two is inflating your view attribution. And um, you know, and that's the classic move from display partners and those sorts of things. So, Critio and, you know, all of those people. So uh, that's not what I'm talking about here. When I'm thinking of, of categorical or, or of, of search marketing, what I'm really thinking of is categorical search. People searching for your category of product and, uh, and, and then clicking on your ad to get to it, but not your brand. So I've been uh, digging into uh, the search um, account, the Google ads account for Bamboo Earth quite a bit recently. And just for the sake of this conversation, know that I've been doing this for Google Shopping and for um, and for search ads, which they have different tactics, but there's a, a overlap in that in both cases, the goal is to align your product with the thing people are searching for. 
And so I'm thinking here across a bunch of terms, like for example, if somebody is looking for a moisturizer made out of cactus, and there is search volume for that, not a lot, but there is some, I want to show my ad to that person. That person may know of Bamboo Earth, and they may be trying to find Bamboo Earth and had forgotten the brand name, right? Um, but Or maybe they've just heard that like prickly pear cactus is really good for moisturizer, so they're looking for brands for it, right? There's a lot of search volume around the term uh, Dead Sea Mud Mask, and, uh, and so... That's because there are competitors in the category. So even though Bamboo Earth makes a product called that, when people search for the term Dead Sea Mud Mask, they're not necessarily, in fact, they're most likely not, looking for Bamboo Earth. They are looking for um, some, they've heard that Dead Sea Mud is good for exfoliating and that it makes for a good mask. And so, uh, so they're looking for uh, multiple brands in the space who make that product. Because we make that product, I am... Uh, I am bidding on that term, thinking that somebody looking for that should be able to find and buy our product. And that, when you think about that, is really important because it means two things. The first is, um, the first is this is prospecting traffic. You should think about search traffic like this, categorical search traffic. You should think about it in terms of your ROAS targets um, and, and, uh, and what your goals are really in the same category as you think about Facebook prospecting or whatever. And the reason why is that um, it, it, though the person is high intent in the category, they are low intent with your brand very likely. And they are going to have to do some discovery when they get to your product or your page, whether that's through a shopping ad where they go straight to your product or a search ad where you might send them to a landing page or whatever. In either case, the the... Uh, the customer is new, net new to you, and uh, and therefore you are doing true, true customer acquisition. Uh, and and so when you are approaching search ads, um, I, there is a strange thing in the world. And Taylor and I were just talking about this the other day. Actually, there's a strange thing where people think they need like a four to one on their search traffic, but they'll take a one and a half to one or a two to one or whatever on their Facebook prospecting traffic. And the, and there's no logic to that really at all. Ultimately, if you're willing to pay a certain amount to max out your scale of uh, of prospecting traffic, if you'll take as much possible traffic as you can, as long as the return is at two to one, um, and you know that's when you'll stop scaling it, then you should do the same thing in categorical search. And the beauty in categorical search, of course, is you can actually figure out very quickly how much more traffic there is available to you to get because you can look at how many searches are being um, are being performed for the terms that you care about and you can look for your ads what share of those searches you're getting at. Go to, go to your Google Ads dashboard and look at search impression share and it will show you as a percentage of the searches that could have triggered your ads, how many of them did you show an ad for. So if you're showing for 35% of available searches, that's what your search impression share is. Well, then that means it, uh, that unless you can make your ROAS go high or, or you can try and go get more searches uh, often at the cost of your ROAS um, because there are more out there. And so you can go, you can go uh, try to rank for those or not rank for those terms, but you can go try to bid on those terms and uh, get people to come to your site. Um, I feel like I'm not being very clear here. And part of it is if you, if you haven't used the Google Ads dashboard very much, it might not make sense to you what I'm saying. The, the point is very simply that you can tell exactly how much traffic is out there for the terms that you're going for and uh, and then, you know, seek to do all of your best search tactics and search marketing um, 
uh, utilize all the best search marketing skills to to get that traffic and um, and and to sell to that traffic at a profit. Okay, that's really all I'm saying. Uh, and there is in a lot of categories, there is a lot of search volume out there. So I'm talking about a skincare brand today. As you can imagine, there are tons of searches for all kinds of things related to various skincare category stuff. I couldn't believe when I was looking uh, at, I was doing some research in this uh, in SEMrush, um, and there's lots of ways you can do keyword research, of course. Um, I couldn't believe how much search traffic there was around the phrase, witch hazel toner toner that includes witch hazel in it as an ingredient. Oh, uh, bamboo earth, rosemary toner is a witch hazel toner. And, and, um, and the, there's a, the, the category leader seems to be this brand called Thayer's. And, um, and so there's just thousands, you know, I think it was 16,000 searches a month or something for that specific term, just toner looking for that ingredient. What happens when you get to terms like, you know, best moisturizer for dry skin? Or something. I mean, there's so much volume out there in this category. And one of the mistakes I've made for a long time with Bamboo Earth has been to just sort of leave that entire bucket of traffic on the table. I've just done so little to go after that. We've like goofed around playing with some search and shopping ads in the past, but um, kind of ditched them at some point. And I don't even totally know why. Because when I go back and look at them, there a lot of them were fairly close to being profitable. Um, search and shopping ads, in my experience, require a pre- uh, well. I'll tell you one of the reasons why we did this. One of the reasons why I was um, leaving this on the table is because I was afraid to spend the upfront money that it costs to dial this stuff in. In this respect, search and shopping works much. SEM in general works much differently than Facebook ads. Theoretically, theoretically, with Facebook ads, you can launch an ad, and within five hundred bucks, you know if it's going to work or not. In you know, 500 bucks ranges depending on the AOV of your product and some some other things. Sometimes you know within 200 bucks. Um, you know, with search marketing, it's not so simple because there's a lot of stuff you can do to start narrowing in on the traffic that you want. You start running your ads and maybe you start running them fairly broad. And then so you're narrowing in your keywords and you figure out which which keywords are working for you and which ones are not. And you start changing around, um, you know, okay, maybe I need to bucket this set of keywords out into its own ad group. And maybe I need to, you know, change my, there's like a lot of just sort of like, um, you start in search advertising as a general rule, pretty broad. And then you just start narrowing in and you start cutting out waste and you start making adjustments along the way until you get what is, um, a reliable bucket of traffic. And this is the thing. Once you get your profitable traffic going consistently, my experience with search advertising is that in general, it's not quite totally set it and forget it, but it is an incredibly reliable source of profitable traffic in the long run. And this is really the point that I want to make. The reason why you should spend the money up front or get a great agency um, you know, work with CTC and and their SEM team. Tony Chop and his team are really good. Um, if you um, if you can get if there is if there is significant search volume in the category that your product is in, and there is in some and there is not in others, but if you can dial in on the best traffic available from uh, 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 if you can dial in on the most profitable search traffic out there with your most profitable search ads, if you can make that happen, then what you can end up with is this really reliable um, set of traffic that is consistently over time producing value for you with ultimately long run, very little work. Short run, lots of work. 
Long run, very little work. And that can end up being a great pillar of your business. It can really diversify your traffic sources. Um, it makes sense if you're trying, like, I, I think about this all the time with bamboo in general. Like, if somebody is searching for natural skincare or natural moisturizer or clean moisturizer or whatever, even sort of a broader categorical term like that, even if they aren't looking for my specific ingredients, um, if they're looking for that, I want them to find Bamboo Earth. I really want them to find our brand. Why? Because that is my customer. That's my kind of person, right? Like that is what Bamboo Earth is. We make natural skincare products. And and the kind of person who's looking for that is the kind of person who I want knowing about and finding and having a brand touch point with uh, Bamboo Earth. So, um, so to me, there's just part of this. It's like, it's almost strange to not be running a serious SEM um, portion of your business. Because if you care about people who are looking for your, uh, for your product, finding your product, then that's the simple way to do it. Now, um, there's another reason I love SEM, which is that if you cannot convert SEM traffic, um, even if it's good quality traffic, you have a problem. The beauty of categorical search traffic is that it is so reliable as long as you set up your campaigns right. You know, I mean, in the first week or so of running a bunch of bamboo stuff, and I've I've set up a bunch of search, a bunch of shopping, not for all of our products. I'm kind of going a little bit at a time just to try to dial in some traffic before I start adding a bunch more because it can. I mean, I could, I could pretty quickly be spending five grand a day, I think, on bamboo search traffic, and I just I just don't want to be doing that yet. I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of searches around our category out there yet. I could spend five bad five thousand pretty bad dollars a day. So first thing I'm doing is trying to dial in the best part of my spend. But the thing is, if I can't convert traffic searching for things like witch hazel toner, for example, for for our toner, or if I can't convert Dead Sea mud mask, I'm gonna step back and ask myself some other questions. I'm gonna ask myself, wait a minute, uh, am I Am I doing something wrong on my product page if somebody looking looking directly for my kind of product won't buy it, you know, at a reasonable rate? And they literally are searching for my product. They land on my page and then they're, they're not getting it. So if I can't sell to them, what am I doing wrong? Uh, this is not like trying to run cold advertising towards somebody and um, and and seeing if I can get somebody who previously had never heard of my brand and, and wasn't necessarily interested in my product you know, trying to convert them right on first touch, like a lot of direct response Facebook ads are, right? In this case, the person is looking for my category and for my product. Why can I not convert them? So it can be a great sort of um, checkpoint on how good of a job you're doing conveying your brand messaging. Uh, so that's something I, I just love about it. So, um, so for Bamboo Earth, this is what I'm realizing. And this is really the takeaway that I want you to hear, which is that if you are in a category where there is significant categorical search volume, um, it is, in, it is worth doing for you as long as you have the basic skillfulness. You can waste money fast by doing a couple things wrong. I find the Google Ads um, interface and dashboard to be challenging in certain ways. There's lots of little places to make mistakes, especially if you aren't super experienced. Um, so uh, Google, for example, is constantly trying to figure out how to take your dollars to the display network. <laughs> uh, they're trying to run every possible ad as a display ad. And so you have to tell it, don't do that. I only want your search traffic. Um, or, you know, if there's a great way to get some value out of your display traffic, and I think there are some ways to do that, uh, then, then you could do that over time. But you probably don't want to start there at least. Uh, so so um, if you aren't doing that and you're in a category where that is, I, my encouragement is go figure out how to do that. I have seen 
I looked the other day at a, a cell phone case business that was doing $650,000 a year at like a couple hundred grand in profit. Like a really good business. Not a huge business, but a really good business. You know, big profit margins by uh, by uh, just almost entirely powered on search. Just almost entirely powered on search. They just, they just had figured out the basic things they needed to run a really good shopping and search um, account. And they were just generating dollars. Just boom, just generating dollars. Just, just selling cell phone cases. And, and that's the thing is it, it's hard. It takes time. And I'm sure that required a bunch of work on the front end on getting their feed right and all those things. But there is money to be made there uh, if you can just kind of dig in and go find those spots. So uh, that is the takeaway today. If you are not running search ads, uh, go figure out what you need to go figure out there. There's plenty of courses out there or go reach out to a good agency um, who can do this. Uh, interview CTC and uh, and, uh, and and get some help if you need to or go learn it yourself. Uh, there's a lot there and there's huge volume. If you can get that right, it can be one of the most reliable, consistent sources of value in your business over a long, long period of time. This is one of those that I, I kind of wonder if I'll come back to at some point and, and update on because uh, we're still pretty early in the process. I've really launched a lot of this stuff in the last week or two. And um, in, you know, in doing so, I, I've got one campaign that's about up to a break even. I've got some others that have lost mm, $800,000 or $1,000, not not $800,000, thankfully. Uh, $800 or $1,000. Uh, and I'm kind of wondering if they're going to turn around or if I need to change my approach to those completely. I have a couple ideas there. Um, changing bidding methods pretty fast here and playing with a lot of stuff pretty quickly. Um, but I really think, like, my goal here would be to add, like I said, what I would love to get to would be, like, at least two grand a day in the next, uh, I don't know, month or two. Uh, probably like within two months, I'd love to get to at least two grand a day in profitable spend there where I could just be consistently just bank on that. And then I could really expand it out from there. Um, I think that will, uh, that would be a crucial part of our business. And, I, and I'm kicking myself for not having done this earlier. So, hey, if you have any great input about search ads and you want to share it, uh, I'm, all, I'm all ears. Um, reach out to me or if you have any other thoughts on this episode or any others, reach out to me on Twitter at Andrew J. Ferris. Uh, or else email me at podcast at 4x400.com. Thanks, as always, for listening. Hopefully, this has been some help to you. Uh, and uh, if it has, I'd always appreciate it if you give us a rating and a review and, and share it with a friend. So, 